The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. Hundreds of people in the panhandle of Florida are without power after strong storms yesterday. They spawned reported several tornadoes. Several schools in the area decided to cancel classes for today. Austin Energy says the first woman will graduate from its climbing school today. She's going to join nearly a dozen trainees as they complete their first steps toward becoming line workers. That ceremony is at 9 this morning. So cool. Georgetown's Red Poppy Festival, that starts at 6 o'clock this evening in the town square. Hopefully the weather's okay. There's going to be music, artisan vendors, a parade, a car show. The festival runs through Sunday. But we are expecting more storms and showers continuing into the start of the weekend as we look at our severe weather map this morning. You can see we are now in a three out of five for severe weather later today, and that is for all of our local counties. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. Meteorologist Kristen Curry is here. Kristen, what can we expect for today? A long day. A long day, yeah, and a rough day, especially considering we have so many outside activities mm. going on on a Friday afternoon and evening. So let me start with this map because, uh, unfortunately, the time frame here of these storms, late afternoon into the evening. So there is going to be a good probability that you're going to have to move things inside later today because these storms are going to be nothing to mess around with with. Like Tom mentioned, it's a three out of five risk in orange, meaning we could see scattered to widespread severe thunderstorms this afternoon, but emphasizing this will be late day. You've got nothing to worry about this morning. We've got a little bit of cloud cover here and there, but the majority of us underneath the clear sky is seen from our Whittlesea landscape supplies by the camera there in southeast Austin. What do our numbers look like? Well, currently setting at 59 degrees here in Austin. Everywhere you see those upper 50s to low 60s, which a couple of degrees cooler than what we had yesterday as far as the uh, difference goes. But this afternoon, much, much warmer. That is not a mistake. We are going to get close to 90 degrees ahead of a cold front that will trigger those storms and showers. Now, your rain chance begins at 30% around 4 o'clock, but it gets up to 80% once we hit the 6, 7, 8 p.m. hour this evening. Now, today will be the most active day of the next seven. We've got quieter weather behind this cold front but all eyes will be on this boundary making its way into our area today. We're going to be talking about the exact timing, the threat out of those storms, and again, your weekend forecast will be impacted. I will have that answer for you in just a few minutes. Hey, Kristen, thank you. Breaking news from overnight, a fire at a hotel in downtown Austin. Firefighters have been outside, as you can tell from our live picture right here. They've been there since 3 o'clock this morning. And you see there's still lots of people standing outside of this hotel. They've been evacuated. The fire department telling us this fire broke out on the 16th floor. Crews still on the scene. They're working to get the smoke out. And as a result, you have all these people who are just hanging out there in downtown waiting for something. We should tell you that's on East 7th Street if you're trying to get an idea exactly where this hotel is. Okay, Austin ISD plans to meet again and discuss how much to pay teachers. And it's aiming to make a decision in May. The district has talked about becoming the highest paying school district in the area for years. But as the cost to live in Austin rises, some teachers are leaving for more affordable areas or jobs that pay more. KXAN's Nabil Ramanda shows us how the district is responding. Fed up. Oh, oh. Poverty wages have got to go. Hey, hey. Oh, oh. And tired. Do we know our worth? Yeah. 
of wages that make it hard to live and work in Austin. A lot of our teachers are working two and three jobs. A lot of TAs, other staff working two and three jobs just to make ends meet. Teachers, custodians, bus drivers, and others rallied outside AISD headquarters Thursday asking for better pay. I think that's something that absolutely needs to be addressed or we will see teachers not sign their contracts. For months, members of Education Austin, a union representing AISD employees, have been meeting with the district about their wants and needs. During Thursday's board meeting, the district laid out three scenarios to address pay, and Education Austin says they made an agreement with the district about scenario three, which includes a significant bump in pay. 7% equals the highest raise teachers have ever received in this district. This is real. It also includes a $4 flat raise for all classified positions and an increase to stipends for bilingual and special education teachers. The vote will be held in about two weeks, but Ken Zarefis with Education Austin says he feels confident the agreement they made will stand. This will make a difference in retention and attracting new people to come into the district. AISD trustee Catherine Whitley Chu says she's on board as well and will keep pushing to support teachers and staff in the district. We have to do what we can do on our end and then keep pushing at the state level. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Going in depth on this, the Texas House passed legislation that impacts teacher pay and school funding. The bill would raise and restructure the law that determines the minimum salary a teacher can or district can offer a teacher. It would require districts to pay more based on both experience and the type of certification or designation a teacher holds. Right now, a teacher with five years of experience and no certification can earn no less than 39000 a year at a public school in Texas. Under this bill, that same teacher would have to earn at least 45000 about 6000 more a year. And a teacher with five years of experience and a teaching certification would have to be paid at least 50000 The bill passed the House 141 to 3 and now heads to the Senate. Well, Travis County Attorney Delia Garza says the recent Department of Public Safety partnership with Austin Police is putting community trust at risk. She calls it extremely concerning after looking at the new data. Yeah, we're seeing this DPS records showing troopers are pulling over people of color at a disproportionate rate since starting to help with APD patrols. The DA's office gathered this data showing 65% of people DPS arrested for misdemeanors were Latino, 23% were black. Combined, that's 88%. Now, census data shows minorities make up 48% of Austin's population. Travis County Attorney Garza sent KXA in a statement saying in part, quote, we all agree that we need to prioritize violent crime and true threats to public safety. And I am hopeful the city and DPS can find a way to accomplish this without disproportionately impacting communities of color. End quote. We have reached out to DPS and APD about the new information and we're still waiting to hear back. But it is worth noting that DPS started asking every driver to identify their own race after a KXAN investigation that was eight years ago. Our reporting uncovered state troopers recording the wrong race of minority drivers during traffic stops. Hundreds of migrants have set up camp in El Paso. How the Border Patrol chief plans to speed up the process of deciding who gets asylum. And why Austin city leaders say a state bill could make the effort to end homelessness harder. Good morning. It is a live look outside on a pleasant start to your Friday. Big changes ahead in our weather pattern. You're going to want to stick around for Kristen's forecast in just a bit. 
Also want to tell you hundreds of migrants, they have set up camp outside of a homeless shelter in South, South El Paso. It's part of a recent surge of migrants ahead of the end of Title 42, which is set to expire in two weeks. And this is something that limits people coming to the U.S. and was created during the pandemic because of concerns about COVID-19 spreading. The Opportunity Center for the Homeless is at capacity. This is again El, El Paso. The 100 migrants already in the shelter there are still waiting. Hundreds under tents outside of the shelter. And they're on that street outside the Sacred Heart Church. The Border Patrol chief for the El Paso sector says this asylum the asylum officers will be at these facilities to decide asylum claims on the spot in an effort to speed up the process. There's a, a lot of misinformation from social media and that kind of thing, and the smugglers, of course, uh, that everybody is amenable to uh, to asylum, and that's just not the case, right? So, um, you know, just uh, being from a, a poor or poverous country doesn't mean that you're amenable to credible fear. Title 42 set to expire on May 11th. A warning from a North Texas mom after her two sons were struck by lightning this week. After a number of bodies were pulled from Lady Bird Lake in recent months, the questions from the family of one of the men found. Quite a night for B. John Robinson as he hears his name called and back in Austin. A lot of his fans were celebrating as well. I've got it for you coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Want to go back to that breaking news from overnight in downtown Austin. The Aloft Hotel seen a fire on East 7th Street. And we're starting to see some of the people who've been outside since around 3 this morning go back in. Uh, first responders have cleared the scene. AFD says a kitchen fire breaking out there on the 16th floor. Uh, and for hours, we saw people evacuated. Now it seems like things are getting back to normal as, uh, again, first responders starting to leave that scene from downtown. A warning from a North Texas mom, bringing your kids inside is key and essential when thunder starts to rumble. Two boys in Fort Worth now recovering after being hit by lightning. Two of them, for the first time, we're hearing from them. Their family is talking about the close call with Mother Nature, and as NBC's Lana Quillen reports, doctors say their survival is a miracle. Jessica Martinez Alvarado says it caught the whole neighborhood off guard. We were sitting outside as we do every day with our neighbor. She says Wednesday evening looked like any other, overcast with a little blue sky. Her son's 13-year-old Jaden and 7-year-old Isaac were playing outside. Out of nowhere, we just heard a big old pop sound. And then it looked like fireworks were coming down the tree. A lightning bolt struck a neighbor's tree. The boys were close enough to get hit by the surge. This home security footage shows the moment it happened as neighbors scrambled to help them. It was the worst feeling you can ever. Mom, it's okay. I don't wish that on anyone. You literally see your boys, they're laying, they're lifeless, not moving. 
Their uncle, Carlos Martinez, rushed to their side, desperately checking for vitals. Completely knocked out. Um, unresponsive. Isaac opened his eyes first. He knew that I was there. And um, every time that I called his name, he reacted to it. So I continued calling his name. MedStar EMS rushed the boys to Cook Children's. I woke up in an ambulance, and I guess I fell asleep, and I woke up here. After a difficult night, the brothers are still recovering in ICU, but they're talking and responding well to tests. Pretty good. Apparently I died last night and came back to life. Their doctor says recovery will be long, but they're lucky it wasn't worse. So we do have to be aware, especially in Texas, where storms can come out of nowhere quickly. Um, and it may not be raining at the time. The storm may look off in the distance, but you're still at risk. The family is now warning others. Don't let their kids outside. And never underestimate Mother Nature. I know it's like a one in a million chance, but you never know. You might be that one. It was two for me. Oh, her heartbreak. It's so palpable. You can like see and hear yep. how she's hurting. It's, it's like a real life reminder how dangerous lightning yeah. can be. It's one of the most underrated threats of any thunderstorm. You know, a lot of people think it's never going to happen to me. You know, right. it's never going to happen to me. And it's so frequent. Your odds of being hit by lightning, you know, versus a tornado. Oh, goodness. Yeah. We get a lot more here, though, than in other parts of the country. And I only say that because I, I believe that our risk is elevated compared to other other areas that just don't see these kind of storms. The thunderstorms. Yes. Yeah, every thunderstorm has lightning to it. And we see a whole lot of them. And we'll mm -hmm. see a whole lot of them tonight. Let me begin with clouds and radar showing a clear sky this morning. We're more concerned about what's coming in this afternoon along a cold front associated with this storm. So your severe storm threat is likely going to play out this afternoon, evening and early night and then we're done. But unfortunately, this being our third severe weather threat of the week, this one will be the most intense. So we begin with temperatures in the 50s and 60s, which technically speaking a little cooler than what we had yesterday, but we're going to see our temperatures surge ahead of this cold front. We'll get close to 90 degrees this afternoon. There's going to be an 80% chance of storms and showers as we get into the back half of the day. So pretty much from now through lunchtime, there will be nothing but mainly sunny skies out there. It's from lunchtime on, we start to see that instability grow. And when that cold front, that boundary starts to make it into our area, the storms start to bubble up. This is the hill country at four o'clock. Watch though as they explode along this cold front. We call this unzipped when, when that, when it almost looks like a zipper as those storms develop one by one all the way down that cold front. 6 p.m. this evening, when a lot of us are trying to get home from the work week, trying to get our Friday night started, the most intense thunderstorms will be approaching the I-35 corridor. 7, 8 p.m., look at what our high-resolution model is showing blasting the Austin Metro. I mean, these are intense thunderstorms expected this evening before everything kind of clears out. 9, 10 o'clock, we're just left over with some spotty rain tomorrow. But new overnight, this is brand new, a 3 out of 5 risk for all of our counties. That 
that means we're talking scattered to widespread severe weather. I don't think it'll last very long. Once that cold front hits your county, it hits. It's in and it's out. But it's going to have a really mean punch when it does arrive. We're talking an elevated threat of damaging winds, as well as an elevated threat of uh, some large hail. Isolated tornadoes possible, yes, but I think the wind and the hail threat here are going to be what we need to pay very close attention to. The rainfall isn't necessarily super impressive, three quarters of an inch, an inch and a half, but the reason these aren't impressive is because this thing is going to be moving so fast. So the flooding risk comes down, but as these storms move in, we're going to be looking at the potential for 70 plus mile per hour winds and egg size hail or bigger. That will be for today. Your weekend forecast, I've got no qualms with. Windy and cooler tomorrow, but your Sunday looks almost perfect. So please make sure you have a way to stay up to date with us today as we are tra tracking an increasing threat of dangerous storms this afternoon. Couple spot showers tomorrow morning. Sunday, Monday looking great with temperatures in the 80s. And then we have a couple more spotty showers expected towards the middle and end of our next work week. Thank you, Chris, and we'll be paying attention to this. Austin city leaders say a bill could make efforts to end homelessness here harder. Whenever the city plans to turn a property into homeless housing, it would change who needs to be notified about, about the plan and when. KXN's Grace Reader explains how even though this bill would impact all of Texas, it was inspired by what's happened here. A Texas bill could change the rules for how and when cities are required to notify the community that a property could be turned into housing for the homeless. It would require a local government to have a public hearing no later than 90 days before starting a conversation about converting a property. It would also require city officials to notify people that live within a mile. So it's kind of like another barrier or another process to the process which prolongs the um, the situation. Anthony Jackson was once homeless himself. He says the rule could make it harder to keep track of people due for a room and make an already difficult process harder. It's just having to wait more time out there on the streets which are not conditions for people to live in. The bill written by a Republican senator was inspired by an Austin case. This former hotel, Candlewood Suites, was purchased several years ago, but the community and Williamson County officials say they weren't notified. I think it's going to be important uh, that the, the city understands that they actually have thousands of residents in Williamson County, and they're charged with protecting them too. The city of Austin says right now, typical zoning notices only require people within 500 feet of a property to be notified. They said changing that to a mile would, quote, create significant administrative burden, hampering efforts to end homelessness in Austin. I would just ask people to really think about the conditions that we are allowing other people to live in based off of our opinions and how we feel, if it makes us feel comfortable or not. Grace Reader, KXAN News. The Candlewood Suites was purchased in 2018 using affordable housing bond dollars. And as we go in depth here, last May someone broke into the Candlewood. That property in Northwest Austin is on Pecan Park Boulevard. The goal was to convert the hotel into 80 rooms to support people experiencing chronic homelessness and live with a disability. Till someone broke in, damaged the property. Crew spent about $80,000 removing water, repairing parts of the building. Many Williamson County leaders and community members have been upset about this hotel being turned into a shelter. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. NFL Draft first round in the books, and B. John Robinson is headed to Atlanta. Longhorn running back drafted eighth overall, the highest picked running back since Saquon Barkley. 
back in 2018, the second pick overall. And for Bijan, well, knew he was going to get his name called, just wasn't quite sure how long before he hugged the commissioner. Whether it was whether it was top 10 or, you know, first round, you know, you, you just never know, you know, and, and a guy that, that's a running backer in my position, uh, where, I can, where I can end up. Um, but for me, it's just like, you know, it's really exciting uh, to, to end up being here. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's a great team that I'm about to go to and with great guys. And, you know, for, it's just like so exciting, man. I mean, I'm just over here speechless. Back in Austin, how cool is this? Bijan Mustardson put on a watch party with a lot of the proceeds going to charity. And these are some of his Longhorn teammates. As they hear Bijan's number call, sure says a lot for those guys to share in his celebration the way they did. Super excited, you know, just seeing your brother, somebody you had blood, sweat, and tears with, played a game with, and just seeing his dreams come true, you know, that's always a good feeling. It felt like we got drafted. Uh, just to know the, all the work that he's put in, it's well-deserved. Um, and I've learned so much from being behind him for two years and just knowing he's well-deserving of what he got. Boy, no higher praise than that of your teammates. What a moment. That was just the first round yesterday. More to come and a number of Longhorns hoping to get their name called either today or tomorrow. Texas baseball will not play tonight in Fort Worth. That series has been moved. They'll play Saturday evening, Sunday afternoon, and Monday afternoon because of bad weather expected in the Metroplex this evening. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.